You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Morning Mash here on the Bird Watching Gamecast. So, I am Craig Borden here with you as always, and the Blue Jays finally broke us their winning, their losing streak. So, we're back on track, hopefully. And the person that is the biggest person that is probably back on track is Aaron Sanchez. We finally got a chance to see what we were used to before all the wonderful injuries that he's suffered over the last few years. Um, and yeah, Aaron Sanchez was on top of his game as he picks up his third win. Six innings of work from him, only allowing two hits. One of those might have been a home run, but um, one way or the other, that is very encouraging. Leonidas Martin really did the only damage to Aaron Sanchez's start with a solo home run. He allowed three walks, which was probably the most encouraging stat out of everything. He's been struggling with control and trying to figure everything out, obviously. And this looked very, very good for him. Three walks, as I mentioned, and then struck out seven. So he was right on with his command, and that is exactly the Aaron Sanchez we need in this rotation. So, after jumping out to a quick lead, and by quick lead I mean they took to the sixth inning to really get going, <laughs> Justin Smoke uh, popped a monster home run that drove in younger versus Solarte with a 3-2 count. He just laced this thing and just didn't dominate the ball. But anyways, as I mentioned, the Tigers would get one back in the sixth after uh, Aaron Sanchez had been cruising uh, on the Leonis Martin home run. That would make it 2-1 to one at the time. But then in the seventh, the Blue Jays kind of run away with this one a little bit. A four-run inning capped off by... Uh, <laughs> Doubles from Randall Grychuk and Justin Smoke. Uh, Grychuk drove in Pilar. Elesmus Diaz singled to score Martin. Solarte also drove in Randall Grychuk. And then, as I mentioned, Justin Smoke drove in Elesmus Diaz in the inning to make it 6-1. to one. So, on to the 8th. Randall Grychuk continued to have a very impressive day as he hits a two-run home run that scores Devin Travis. This opposite field home run... Um, is exactly the reason that fans should be excited about Randall Grychuk. 
he has some good pop in that bat, and in a two, in a uh, great two for three performance yesterday with two runs scored and three RBIs. This is the more like the player I think that we got in that trade. Um, he might not do this every day, but he is definitely a lot better than his buck twenty batting average would reflect. So, um, as far as other defensive or offensive performances I haven't mentioned. Elesmus Diaz did go for two for four. He has been getting uh, heating up since coming back from the uh, injuries and everything. It's good to see him getting back into the fold and diving right back into it because I think he that little slow spot that he slumped that he suffered right before he got hurt um, really hurt his batting average as he currently sits at 221, but he could get back to what he was doing. Speaking of slumping, Kevin Pillar is now down to a 259 batting average after being up in the 280s. Uh, went one for five yesterday, and then the Mr. Slump, Kendris Morales, 0 for five in the cleanup spot yesterday. So he did nothing to support this offense in a win. Hit and two runs as he struggled to get out of the inning. Aaron Loop in the relief. As the Blue Jays scored so many runs in the one inning, struck a three pair. So it was a good day, which um, and do not pick anything back up until Tuesday when he comes to town, which is going to be something pretty sad. And the Blues always Estrada will be taking on CC Sabathia. So get ready for that one, everybody, because it's coming. And that will happen Tuesday evening, as I mentioned. They had the off day today. So, down to your quick farm report. Yesterday, I was actually at the New Hampshire Fisher Cats' doubleheader. So, we'll talk about that here in a moment when we get things going. Um, the Buffalo Bisons, unfortunately, lost after claiming first place for one day. They uh, fall to 26-22 and 22 against the Charlotte Knights, who squeak out a win in the ninth inning here. 4-3 loss. Few errors for the Buffalo Bisons caused some uh, mayhem, basically. And early in the game, they allowed three hit, three runs in the first inning. Sean Reed Foley um, lasted just two innings, and Nick Tepish ended up having to pick things up. The errors really did it in for uh, Sean Reed Foley, so please do not knock too much on him on that whole thing. The five hits um, translated to one earned run, three runs. Two walks and a strikeout in his two innings, and then Nick Tepish came in, pitched three or um, five innings of work, three hits, two walks, and three strikeouts to really keep the game close. But it was not really lost until the end of the game here. Like I had mentioned, uh, Jake Patricka uh, had a good solid inning, and then Justin Schaefer gave up the winning run to the Knights in the ninth inning, allowing three hits in the inning. So that would seal the deal for the Charlotte Knights. <clears throat> On offense, um, the three runs were more or less scored on a bunch of singles. <laughs> and uh, like I said, it was just one of those games where they kept the wheel turning. Dwight Smith Jr. Uh, gr- grounded out and scored um, Gifton Gope. And then he also drove in another one on a fly ball single later in the game. So that's two uh, RBIs for Dwight Smith Jr. and the only real Bruns badged in for the Buffalo Bisons. Anyway, as I'd mentioned, I was actually at the doubleheader for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats this Sunday, and it was a little rough for them. The Binghamton Rumble Ponies and the Tim Tebownesses uh, took first 
the first game, four to two. Uh, they played two seven-inning games in this one, and um, yeah, the only offense for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats was Gunnar Height. Ended up hitting a two-run blast. Um, he was playing second base as Vaguero takes an extra day off. Uh, apparently, he left the game on Saturday a little early. And, yeah, he's all counts say he's going to be ready to play on Tuesday, but I think they just gave him the extra day knowing that they had the off day on Monday. Bo Bichette went one for three with a double. I got that video up on the GameCast uh, website. Um, love his two-strike approach. He's got a great leg kick that has plenty of power, his first couple strikes, but as soon as he gets down to that third strike, he has a wonderful toe-tap turn that he shortens up to get to, and it's just very, very interesting to see how he can handle both those swings and handle them so well. Um, Randy Pondler had the uh, start for the Fisher Cats, went three and two-thirds, three earned runs, five hits, walked three, and struck out a pair. Bambochi uh, came in, allowed another earned run, and is inning a third, and then Zach Jackson came in and slammed the door, but did not a little too late at this point. As I mentioned, uh, Tim Tebow supplying a little, supplying some of the offense for the, uh, the Rumble Ponies, Two for three with an RBI and a run scored. And James McNeil is the other real big contribution for the game. On to game two, the Cats would drop their record to 34-22 after the second loss. Josh DeGraff um, got the start for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats in this one, and which included a home run to James McNeil, as I mentioned, who picked up four RBIs on a grand slam. Pop for him. <clears throat> so far as the rest of the game goes, the offense just could not get going. A little rough day on the Hampshire, so just to give you the idea of what was happening. It was a little uh, off on the weather in, New- in uh, Binghamton yesterday. Continuing along. The Dunedin Blue Jays uh, take a loss again to the Tampa Bay Tarpons, who are part of the Yankees. They used to be known as the Tampa Yankees. Um, it was 7-5, so they put up a good fight, and most of their runs were scored in the late innings for the Dunedin Blue Jays in this one, so the resilient try. But um, two runs scored between the 8th and the ninth of the Tampa Bay uh, Tarpons was just enough to hold off the uh, Dunedin Blue Jays. DJ Davis hit his second home run of the season, a solo shot in the eighth inning to try and get them back in on this one. But not quite enough, as I had mentioned. Nash Knight went two for five with a run scored, and it was just a good attack, but it was not quite enough. Jesse Orozco had it also, had two hits, and Davis had a pair as well. Angel Perdormo got off to a shaky start, like I had mentioned. Um, kind of bleeding off, out runs slowly in this one. A couple home runs really did him in through six innings. Five earned runs. No walks, though. Six strikeouts. Um, and, yeah, and after that, it was just kind of the same. Connor Eller allowed another run, and so did Ty Tice in the last couple innings. And that, like I said, just kind of put the stamp on the game for the Tampa Bay Tarpets. One last stop on the train, but it's definitely not the least of by any means. More offense in this one from the Lansing Lugnuts, but unfortunately would come up short as the Dayton Dragons would win 11-8 to 
Hunter Green was on the hill for the Dayton Dragons, and if you know anything about him, he was the uh, big Cincinnati Reds signing a couple years ago in the draft, a number one overall pick. Uh, five innings of work from him allowed just two hits, uh, one earned run, and struck out eight. But the, whole, the one big damage that he did, <clears throat> Samad Taylor hit a, his fourth home run off of him in the fourth inning and kind of was the quick, uh, oh, sorry, fifth inning. But that was what started the offense up late in the, this game for the Lansing Lugnuts, who at the time of the home run were already trailing 8-1. Um, to one. So, And unfortunately, it would not stop there as they picked up their three more runs in the bottom of the fifth, but the Lugnuts kept fighting back one way or the other, and very interesting that this offense is just able to turn out runs like that. That's just how I think it speaks bodes to this uh, team. So in the sixth, Cullen Large would end up going deep fly his fourth of the season, and then the small ball kicked in as Reggie Pruitt uh, picked up a run on a sack fly, scoring Roberto Arboso. Uh, Chavez Young singled in a run, Cullen Large doubled for another run to score. Brock Lundquist drove in Cullen Large again. So just a big inning for them in the seventh where they were able to score four more runs. But as I mentioned, they'd have to pour on some more offense, and it wasn't quite enough for, despite the fact that they were able to score another run out of Reggie Pruitt's sack fly and a Chavez Yund sacrifice as well in the eighth. Unfortunately, that late in the game, sacrifices usually mean that you're going to be coming up short, <laughs> especially when you were trailing by that many runs. So, Lansing Lugnuts fall 11 to 8, but they are still one of the best teams in the Midwest League. So, as I'd mentioned, Marco Estrada is going to be on the hill on Tuesday. So we'll have nothing but a farm report for you probably tomorrow, along with hopefully some good Blue Jays news. Um, hopefully we'll get some good news on Vlad being able to play on, on Tuesday for this game. And everything will be back as normal, hopefully. So, anyways, this has been Craig Borden here on the G Morning Mash edition of the Bird Watching Gamecast. We're going to have some of the excerpts from our live show, and thank you for listening to our live show this past Friday. Yes, it was a Blue Jays loss, but we had a good t time talking to you and answering all the questions and everything that we got through the uh, the uh, text messaging app on the Mixler live show. So it was a good deal. We look forward to doing more of those, and we're also going to have some other fun here for you on these uh, podcasts in the morning and throughout the day as well. Anyways, Craig Bourne out, and I'll see you all tomorrow. Go Blue Jays. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.